What's up, everybody? How's it going? This is the Left Hand Backhand Podcast. I am your boy, Michael, joined as always with co-host Lincoln. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. It's going good. We have our much-anticipated season recap and awards, as well as a Halloween candy draft. Maybe, maybe not draft discussion. Yeah, on the on the best and worst Halloween candies, but uh, no, it should be a good show. What else do we have? We're gonna talk about today. Uh, we'll talk about a few awards going on. Um, that we just wanted to bring up again, touch on, and kind of reward or kind of criticize, I guess, some people. Um, yeah. at the end of the season. Um, and then we'll talk about our candies. And then we might talk about some in-the-bag stuff because we love talking about plastic, new ones that we might get, That's and stuff to stuff that we're looking forward to for the weekend yes, sir. to come ahead. So let's yes, get it started with our end-of-season awards. Do we want to talk about any of the results at all or no, just get into it, awards? I thought it would be good to talk of, like go through the winners of the tournaments this year. Okay. Because we had been doing our picks from the beginning of the year and like before I looked at the list, I totally forgot who won Music City Open, who yeah. won Waco. You yeah. told me last week that Kyle won Waco and I was like, "Wait, he did?" What? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So, yeah. um figured we'd jump into a couple of the, just like recapping some of the winners of the year, and then we can jump into our awards. Cool. With the, that kind of fresh on our minds. Uh, starting with Vegas, uh, Calvin won the first DGPT event of the year. Kyle Klein won Waco. Then Gannon Burr won the Open at Austin. Mm-hmm. Simon Lazat won the Music City Open. Then Isaac Robinson won the first major of the year, which is Champions Cup. Uh, Calvin won Jonesboro. Over Ben Calloway. Forgot that Ben Calloway got second in that one. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, Ben, Isaac, and Eagle all got second on that. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, Emerson won the Portland OTB oh. Open. Sorry. And Adam Hammes won the Portland Open. Yeah. Parker Welk won DDO. So we had a very strange. That was a weird. There. Yeah. That was a weird. weird Emerson. <laughs> very weird. Emerson, then Adam, then Parker. All these players where you're like, wait, what? Like, this is kind of unheard of. Uh, Then Gannon picked things back up, won the Des Moines Challenge. Ricky won the Preserve, which I feel like that just, that Ricky just dominates that course. Yeah. I feel like he he always wins, even though I I don't know. I guess he's won it twice now, right? Yeah. But he's always just dominated that course. Um, Paul Macbeth won the PCS Open over in Europe. And then Corey Ellis won the European Open, which was the second major of the year. Cole Dolan won Ledgestone. Gannon Burr won the Open at Idlewild. Simon Lazat, for his second win, won the Discraft Great Lakes Open. Mm-hmm. And then Worlds, Isaac Robinson took it down. Way to go, Isaac, for his second major of the year. Then Matty O won the MVP Open. And the final two events, Kyle Klein won USDGC and Ricky Wysocki won the DGPT championships. Yeah. So a lot of disc golf this year. And man, it 
flew by. I don't know if it flew by to you, but it felt really fast to me. Yeah. I mean, I look back at all those tournaments and it, it was always fun to have something to look forward to. But then looking back, you're like, wow, that was only 23 pro tour tournaments. Um, and I think we're getting about that same many next year since there won't be that um, silver events going on. So it was fun for sure. And sad that it's going into off season, getting colder, getting darker. Um, not kind of the fun time of the, of the year for sure. A little disclaimer. This is mostly going to be a discussion on MPO today. Uh, because FPO would be Kristen Tatar and Kristen Tatar and Kristen Tartar and also Kristen Tatar for almost the entire discussion. So, yeah, uh, didn't find it as intriguing of discussion points. So don't kill us for that, please. Yeah. She had a great season. Take nothing away from anyone else, but it was kind of her year and everyone else was playing for second. So, yeah. Um, Okay, do we want to jump into some of our left-hand, backhand awards? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, All right. I've got a list of some awards that I came up with, and we can share our differing opinions, but kind of just we talked about or we just recapped who won what, but this is kind of a chance for us to kind of look back and talk about some of those awards. So, First award is the most surprising win. We kind of talked about a little stretch there in the in the beginning of it, but I'm going to pass over to you first. Who is your pick for the most surprising win? Um, my pick was Coriolis at the European Open. Um, no expectations on him, and looking at his season as as a whole, it like wasn't doing amazing at the beginning one european open and then kind of wasn't doing anything after that so like it felt the most out of the blue random unique and most surprising to me yeah he had no other podium finishes this year i think he had one oh no he had he had one he had a third place finish at the portland open yeah um but not to take away from his season, he actually had a pretty good year, but he wasn't yes. like he wasn't pushing to win a lot. Yeah. But him coming through and uh, taking down the European Open was truly impressive. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, in a similar vein, my most surprising win of the year, I'm giving to Matteo at Maple Hill only because of how the lead card didn't even stand a chance when it came down to it. They were like four holes behind when Matty O was signing autographs yep. as the winner of the tournament, knowing that they wouldn't chase him. And uh, I guess we can jump to, to my next award. Um, spoiler, fan favorite award. I also give that to Matty O because everybody was so excited for him to win this year that it was it was truly just like kind of cool to see someone who had been at it for so long and to have kind of this chase down victory 
and then to bask in it in front of everybody else and just have the crowd there just like eat them up i, yeah. I thought it was really cool yeah so, they're, they're so definitely happy fan, for him he got my fan favorite award and my most surprising win award yeah um and i mean put a disclaimer fan favorite award not simon because <laughs> simon's kind of the yeah. obvious fan favorite. yeah um i kind of took a I guess a little cheating route on who my fan favorite was. And I'm just going to say the prodigy boys. You got Alden, Alden Gannon and Isaac um, and Ezra Robinson. I'll throw him in there because they just were on absolute tear this year, Um, pushing out content, getting top places, winning majors and tournaments amongst them. Um, they were for sure one of the the fan favorites whenever they came to your town and tournament. Especially because of the difficulty that we foresaw Prodigy having at the beginning of the year. Yep. It was like also surprising in that way, which yeah. uh, I guess that's a decent transition for us into manufacturer of the year. Um, yeah. Just pointing out Prodigy had Waco jonesboro the preserve as their tournaments they hosted just those three were they were the presenting sponsors for yeah but i felt like all three of them they did a really good job of advertising and without like overly pushing because i feel like sometimes innova over pushes their stuff at tournaments if that makes sense yeah yep like it's like it's like way too much about innova i feel like they did a good job of incorporating everyone marketing yeah and incorporating without like it being too much yeah yeah Um, that being said manufacturer of the year who is your pick for that i picked prodigy um perfect based solely off of the number of wins that they were able to claim throughout the season um, I yeah. didn't do I didn't I'll, do any I didn't do any math. Yeah, I didn't do any I'll math. Do but you had Gannon and Isaac. Well, it's easy. They had Parker, five. They had five. Parker Welk. Yes. Prodigy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one, six. Yeah. Keep going. They. I think they had six total. Gannon had three. Isaac had two, two majors, and then Parker with the DDO. Um, Cole's not anymore. So which is, which is fantastic. Six out of twenty-two, so they took home thirty-three percent of no, a little less, twenty percent. Six out of twenty. Yeah. So they they took home a bunch of 30%. awards. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. That's pretty dang good. I don't think any manufacturer got close to that. So. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. Um. I felt like they were kind of the obvious answer, especially with the lawsuit going on at the beginning of the year and how far they came. Like they had the most, they had the most room to grow and they did it. Did it. Yes. Like For so sure. impressive. Um, I gave it to Discraft yeah. purely because their team killed was, it this year. Was stacked. Like For sure. Their team was so stacked and it felt like every tournament they had somebody pushing. Like if they didn't win it, they were, pushing to win always on lead card um, or something yes but they yeah. also have that team moving forward so it's like all their players look so good and their tour series stuff looked amazing this year yep and going to 
Discraft was really fun to just see yeah. all their plastic and yeah. the Venom is a new fantastic mold. The Zona West they got the Ringer Zone and the and the Banger Zone coming out. Coming yeah, out. So they've just I, yeah. yeah they've they've done probably the best job of outside the disc golf world marketing. They've brought in so yes. many more eyes, so many more frisbees into people's hands outside of the disc golf sphere. And that should be the goal of every manufacturer is not to just sell more plastic is to get more people into the sport. So they were, I had them written down first. Then I like thought about like what was more important to me. And I I thought like, I think the commercialization of it and selling the disc is great, but I kind of lean towards the product of the players. Yeah. So that's, that's all I leaned on. Totally. I feel like they were the two obvious answers. So I'm glad we each took one of them. Yeah. Um, that leads us to the manufacturer of the gear, <laughs> which uh, is the manufacturer that we think has let us down the, the most. Yeah. I'm going to go first. I'm taking the obvious answer and I'm taking dynamic discs. Yeah. Their marketing has been they they had such a good marketing team before. Mm-hmm. They still have those guys there and they're not doing anything. No. I don't yeah. I, I, I love Anthony and Danny. Uh whatever. Danny Lindall. Who? Danny Lindall. Danny. Yeah. yeah. And, uh Danny and Anthony. I love them. They're great. I am very entertained by them. They're not doing anything. Yeah. They're not doing the podcast. They're not even posting videos anymore. Yeah. They're I, I'm like, what you is going on? I know yeah. they're still employed. You don't see Eric McCabe being involved as much. You don't see no. interviews with their tour pros. Like I like Ricky they, Ricky they, is single handedly keeping them alive. Yes. Barely. Yeah. I mean like and, they're 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 doing fine. I know that for a fact. And but. and they, <laughs> they did their in the bag videos that they sent out sporadically throughout the year. Oh were oh all gosh. all took place during the All Star event in Arizona. I like yes. I know it did. I I can, like, I can see the time and I knew when they were throwing. It. It's like these got to be more well, updated. Last year, last year they did it at uh, Texas Waco. States. Yeah. same same thing. Yeah, they did it at Waco in Texas States. You're like, and they released videos like in October. You're like, this is not what they're like. It doesn't take that long to edit and produce and in the video i know and i get last year they stopped the podcast because they had worlds and ddo at, at the same course so they yeah you know had their hands full yeah. and blah 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 but yeah still i think i'm just i'm disappointed because i'm i'm actually a fan and yeah. i like I like their plastic I like the, i like what they've done in the past but they didn't do it for me this year no i think losing robert mccall and eric oakley have really lessened their brand appeal to the masses and there's just not as much emphasis on kind of the non disc golf side of disc golf which is which is fine which is fine yeah. um, um do you have a pick for manufacturer of the gear i said prodigy <laughs> because did of, really? yeah i did because <laughs> of the because of the mess they got themselves into obviously i think they dug themselves out of that hole um and almost finished at the top but 
they put so many nails in their coffin and siphon them off from the f- fan of disc golf to so many people. Some people have come back and see their new plastic and are interested in buying it again. But I think there was so much damage that was done early. And I think they were in the right the whole time. But disc golf wasn't quite at that stage yet. And like to sue your own player, a minor at the time, or not minor at the time, but like a, a younger kid at the time was just kind of not the best look for a sport that is as small as it is. Um, but I'm glad they held to their guns because it would have sucked if Gannon wasn't on their team at the start of the year. So, yeah, yeah they were my jeer. Prodigy, for... I haven't seen, I mean, I guess I'm I'm in Colorado, but I haven't seen a lot of Prodigy in people's bags. But I've heard good things about their new molds that have come out. And apparently yeah. that's had some pretty good reception. I just haven't seen it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to some more player type awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go with the sportsmanship award, and I love your answer to go first. <laughs> um actually, actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna go first because you're okay. better. Okay. I said big germ because he didn't do very well this year, but still does great on coverage, is still a great ambassador for the sport, and mm-hmm. uh nobody doesn't nobody dislikes big germ. And yeah. he's he's like one of the best advocates for the sport, just like in general. And like yeah. he's a lovable personality. So I give him the I give him an award because I like him. For sure. Um yeah, my sportsman- now for your answer. Yeah, my sportsmanship <laughs> award goes to Anthony Barella for personally handing Corey Ellis the European Open Championship on hole sixteen and saying, I don't want my first major championship. I want you to have it. So go ahead and enjoy this this uh, major title. Here, here you go, team member. Yes, yeah. So fellow Discraft team member. <laughs> little kind of a a low shot, but I thought it was kind of funny to uh, be sportsman in in that way. But also, like he yeah. didn't he didn't throw his discs. He didn't. He never said anything bad afterwards. He. No. Took it, took it on internally, and handled that mistake with grace and dignity. And I think that is good, good sportsmanship. So, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, a alternate to this next award, my pick would have been Anthony Barella. Um, but our next award is going to be best dressed. Mm. So, shout out to Anthony Barella because I thought his. His swag was pretty good this year. Yeah. I loved his uh Arizona his, jersey. His jerseys are sick. I do like those. His Arizona Diamondbacks themed jersey. Which shout out to the Diamondbacks. They just managed the World Series yesterday. Yeah. Did they who they beat? They beat the uh Phillies. Okay. Nice. Diamondbacks so versus the, the sports, uh Rangers. The Rangers and the Rangers beat the Astros, which yeah, praise no Lord. offense to you Astros fans, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Jordan and the Nunez family, but yeah. Um, okay, best dressed. Who do you have for your best dressed? I had Ezra Aderhold, and I don't know if it was the clothes that he wore or just his physique in the clothes that he wore, but dude looks jacked. Dude looks so professional. Dude looks so 
clean cut and just like tip top. Yeah. Like just a perfect visual for professional athlete. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's good. Um, I'm giving another award to Kristen Tatar because she looks so good when she plays like not not her clothes her clothes like how she looks as a person but like like her style her Mm -hmm. like it's like top tier professional clothes but it's athletic and she got the cute skirts and the matching scrunchies in her hair and i i just think she uh has got some good swag i think she is one of or if not the only professional disc golfer who has a clothing deal yeah. i think i think she has a deal with nike with nike through estonia i think paul used to yeah with one of his one yeah one of his shirts yeah. so yeah, yeah. He deal too for a while, but yeah um okay cool uh do you have a nomination for a celebration award yes i do i don't i do oh, okay sweet let's hear it uh, my celebration of the award, kind of similar to the AB answer, um, but goes to Matty O winning the MVP Open. Um, nice. You win it. Well, you tap out. You're so excited that you set the pace in the in the clubhouse. Um, full of emotions, but you have to wait 40 minutes for those stragglers to yeah. come behind you to actually be able to celebrate. So it was the most prolonged, but worthwhile and cel- like longest celebratory of the season. All the other ones, it came kind of to the last putt, last hole, last card. Um, his was the chase card and set the pace, which did happen a few times in the tournament, but it was... Um, just a cool celebration that everyone was rooting so much for him to win. Yeah. I love that. That's a great pick. Um, that just spurred my thought process as well. And I'm going to give mine to Ricky Wysocki for his guts and his putt on hole 16 of the DGPT championships where yeah. he made a ridiculous 60 footer that us mere mortals would be just happy hitting the stand yeah that the basket was on like for sure utterly ridiculous putt great celebration raptor legs running up to it the crowd behind him was pumped as well it was that was a great great moment yeah yeah um yay so this next one i came up with it's the sneaky sleuth award okay now this could be taken as one of two ways it could be taken as the player that was like sneaky like always like kind of right there like you know, did a good job, but was never like in that limelight, kind of was just like always like in, in the shadows a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or it could be taken as the player who, where the heck were they all season? Like, yeah. you didn't even notice them. Yeah. So I'm going to pass this to you. Who is your pick for the Sneaky Sleuth Award? I have one and a half. My, my, my first one, and I know this is kind of a – with a grain of salt because he was injured, but I don't know how seriously he was injured. But where was Drew Gibson? 
I, I don't know what tournaments he played in. I don't know how he finished. I don't know when he got injured. I don't know what tournaments he stopped at. I know he's kind of coming. He won Vegas last year, so it was like he had he had shown that he could win on tour. He was a name. He was a a pretty well known household name. Obviously, he's been doing a lot of work in his finish line company, um, yeah. coming out with lots of discs. So, like, hey, man. I think it was a good time to be injured for your business aspect, but for your your disc golf career, it was like I didn't even. No one even said his name. All year. Yeah. So let me hear yours, and then I, I can do my half one. Yeah. Um, I said, and this is meant to be a little bit of a slight, but I said Kevin Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Because he started out the season almost winning Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see him ever, like, ever since then, I didn't see him. Yeah, he was close. In... He was close a couple of times, but like, yeah, yeah, but he never pushed. Was never on lead card again. No, yeah, I don't even know if he was on chase card ever again. I uh, think he was close, like, maybe once or twice. I but... I thought that he was going to break out. Thought he was going to have a good season. Yeah, because he had he's shown that he can. He's just a little inconsistent here and there. Yeah, but just like Kevin, where did you did you play this year? Like I had to go back and look to see. His finishes because I just didn't remember it. Yeah, for sure. I think he did enough. So to me, he's never been that one that like you expect to see all the time. He's a very well known player, but I think he did enough this year to just like keep himself in the conversation. You know, like I don't think he yeah, fell off I a just, cliff. Just he's just hanging on. Posted into some top tens, some chase cards. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. every other week kind of thing. But he was in like the. Like, I think he had an okay his average. I want to yeah. say his average finish was like twenty sixth or something like that. Yeah, from it was, from it was popping off in the first event and then just yeah nothing. Yeah. He's my sneaky sleuth. He slid. He slid out of the limelight. Yeah, and then my half one is Chris Dickerson. Same thing, just like. Yeah. He, from a two years ago, year and a half ago, pretty much being the number one player in the world, like easily you could argue that to having one or two top three finishes and just not being two, involved. He had two third place finishes and that was it. Yeah. That was like Music City and uh Glow. Yeah. Which is just like Which he actually had a chance wild. to win D Glow, but he kinda gave it away. Yeah. So yeah, that was mine. Good picks. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, our, our final two picks. We're gonna go with the supporting actor award, and yeah. then our de- our dependable player of the year. Okay, so I'll go first with our supporting actor award, and it's going to none other than Calvin Heimberg. Yeah, who supported all of his buddies in winning tournaments this year. Yeah, because he had four second place finishes. And six third place finishes. Makes sense. He would have been the player of the year if he could have just won, but instead he's a supporting he's a supporting role. He's a second or third place yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, you're not going to get meant yeah. to be a little bit of a jab at him, but I thought yeah. it was funny. I like it. I like it. Um, my supporting actor goes to Ezra Robinson. You hear those Prodigy boys? You you think of the kind of big three Alden. 
Gannon and Isaac, but Ezra did just as well and actually improved, I feel like, a lot this season um, to make like himself a name as a disc golfer. Um, he's not just Isaac's brother anymore. Um, yes. So his... I really like that pick. Yeah, his support of the Prodigy Boys and joining that group of elite, young Prodigy disc golfers. Um, and then lastly, we have our dependable player of the year. And mm-hmm. this is, we already did our player of the year, which was Isaac Robinson. We talked about that last week. Yep. So this is our dependable player of the year, which is essentially like our uh, not quite player of the year, but like, yeah. and not even like runner up, but kind of in a similar vein to a player of the year, but somebody who was very dependable, always yeah. up there but also like you could trust their game, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Calvin. He had yeah. obviously the the best season on the Pro Tour. His game yeah. just traveled everywhere. He was always one of the top favorites. You could put him, you actually literally could have penciled him at third in every single tournament, and you would have like won a lot of money in a betting game in, in a betting game totally. yes like he totally. was he was super dependable so yeah he did great that's no, great pick um i went with kyle klein for mine yeah now he only had or he didn't have any third place finishes from what i can tell yeah no third place finishes but he had two wins one of them being a major and he had two second place finishes uh at the DGPT championships as well as the European open. So he won a major, he won another tournament and then he got second in the major and second at the DGPT championship. So I, I just felt like he was just, he was the he, growth that you saw in his game was just kind of awesome to see. And so therefore I, I don't know, felt like that was a, a good award. I wanted to include him somehow. So yeah, <laughs> he, de- he definitely included yeah, it seems like he took that step up this year to being like a possibly pushing for top 10 to then like top 25 player to really being a consistent top 10 player. Um, I don't know how many times he finished outside the top 10, but like he very quietly had a stellar year, had obviously the good win at USDGC. He had that earlier one at Waco. So kind of sandwiched his season, and I think he was battling some injury in the middle of the season that caused a few like miscuts and or like uh, DNFs. But when he was but even then, like yeah. he came back by the European Open, which was in July, and then he tore it up from then on. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. So yeah. it was good. Um, it was good. Okay, that's that's my list of awards. Did you have any? Any other words you wanted to go through? I just had two. Um, so I just wanted to say what was for you the best tournament of the year. And then we love talking about Frisbees. I love talking about Frisbees. What was the nice. best new disc of the year? If you could think of one. That is you could name a couple if you, you could name a couple if you wanted, but new, new disc of the year? Yeah, new disc of the year. That's great, or great, uh, great award. 
yeah. to come up with. Yeah. Um, do you have a pick for tournament have, of the year? Yes, I have. I have both of mine. So okay. Well, let's you, have you, you go think. first for the tournament. Cool. I'll so think for my tournament of the year, I'm thinking of which one provided the most excitement, the kind of biggest hype around it created the most talking points just like everything about a tournament and i said it was the discraft great lakes open yeah that's a great it it was towards the end of the year i think it was the first round of playoffs or like it was the first time they actually cut the field for playoffs they implemented different t uh, different basket locations, which is something we've talked about before of wanting to do. And then it was four rounds. It was exciting all the way to the end. You had Calvin making this unbelievable push with two thrown eagles on the final round. You had Simon creating controversy by breaking the hole and the rule disc golf rules on hole 16. And then yeah, they had an exciting hole 18 to finish. So I just thought, it had the perfect culmination of every aspect that I like in a tournament. It also helps that we went there this year. I got to see the tournament firsthand. So like watching them make those shots look so easy was like awe-inspiring, but I thought the Great Lakes Open it made me feel was so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. And so like bad about myself, but no, I agree with you. That is what that was a tournament that's always been good in the past, but this year it was especially great. Yeah. So I really like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with a tournament that, that surprised me. Like last year it was okay, and I mm-hmm. feel like it was there the year before. I'm going to go with the Des Moines Challenge. Yeah. yeah. I came away loving that course, mm-hmm. loving the tournament, loving the atmosphere around that tournament. I feel like it's kind of the closest to the MVP Uh hole eights or eight holes yep yep and just like the the celebrations that they do there they are rowdy and fun they know where to be there's lots of great viewing spots at yeah. the tournaments so like from a from a, a fan perspective like that seems like a fantastic tournament to go to yeah randomly in the middle of iowa but um yeah. I, I think i was just like more impressed with it this year and came away loving the drama of the tournament too because it was a very close race uh i believe there was a four-way tie for third place mm-hmm. was that the one where they yeah, only played tie between gavin ezra calvin and greg barsby for third place uh gannon won and isaac got second and yeah they had to cut it down to, th- to two three rounds or to three what it was four or one to three yeah okay. it was gonna be four yeah it took a middle one out, right? It took a middle round out. I think it was weather yes, on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna fact check that, but I believe you're correct. Yeah, because I I do remember there was a slight asterisk next to that one for Gannon's win, but people knew going into Sunday that that was the last round. Um, they didn't give people chance to move up into positioning on Saturday, but you know going into the final round. That's what you have to do. You're trying to shoot best your best golf from the first yeah. from the first tee. So like it shouldn't really matter. Um for sure. I like it. Totally agree with you there. So I 
loved that tournament. It it was one that I am like, I can't wait to watch that next year and see what new changes they make to the course because the course was already very challenging and I thought it was really enjoyable to watch the course, both technical, big bomber shots. Like I felt like it had had most everything you want to see. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, okay. And lastly, the new disc of the year. Yeah, I have two, but they are very like they're the same category. They're the same disc. It's, I mean, not quite, but to me, they're about the same. Um, this is going to be the Saki Slammer and the Zone OS. I think the hype. The Saki Slammer is not new this year. Pretty sure it came, came out. out. That came out last year. I I don't think so. Oh, I remember because oh. I bought the prototype when I was yeah. oh it did come out two years ago. I thought I was teaching yeah. last year, so it's just the Zone OS. Okay. It's just the Zone OS. I yeah, thought they came out October twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two is when the Saki Bomb Slammer came out. That's when it was approved. Uh, that's when it, people finally got it in their hands. Okay. Why do I feel like I got mine in the spring? No, I feel like you got yours kind of late, but either way. Um, yeah. Zone OS, it, that was the disc that came to my mind. So yeah. that's obviously a great lot pick. Of, a lot of hype um, around it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. And I used it a lot at uh, USAMs because I needed something that was trustworthy, trustworthy, stupid, overstable. So... So I'm actually going to couple that with a, another disc that I used at USAMs that ended up saving me quite a bit, and that was the Venom, uh, mm. which is a very, very overstable disc from Discraft that was new this year, or maybe it was previously created, but they brought it back this year or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Something, something yeah. around there. But, I like uh, it. That disc got a lot of... Uh, good usage from the touring pros and watching Anthony Barella throw that thing is a thing of art. Like it's so cool to watch him throw those flex lines of the venom and knowing that that disc is overstable for him and how big his arm is. I don't know. Was, yeah. I was, I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a, another very overstable distance driver, but I was actually impressed with it. So that's going to yeah. be my pick. It, it was good. Um, I think a couple honorable mentions. I think the Dune from Trash Panda was an awesome disc that came out. Um, okay. nothing like crazy new, but you have them. I've thrown them. They're great. Uh, Shout out to Jesse. All those things. Well. Yeah, that was awesome. So if if you haven't listened to our conversation with Jesse, we got a chance to sit down, ask him some fun questions and kind of get a, a backstory on the Dune, the Dune, the Dune release. Um, so that a little preview into the future of Crash Panda. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was really fun. Um, and did you see that the, the they have new um, inner core colors? Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. They look Jesse dope. Was talking about those the other week. So excited yeah. to, See that bubblegum pink one? They have a pink one. Oh my god, it looks nice. It does. It literally yeah. looks like bubblegum. Like I yeah. want to take a bite out of it. Yeah. 
And another, I guess another new one I would say is, is did the FD1 come out this year for Discraft or Dismania or no? Is that last year? can't remember when it was Discmania has been pumping out so much new plastic that, I know. and new molds that I'm just baffled every time uh, yeah so it's hard to tell but I, I think that, just that was our awards yeah that was fun it's good hopefully that wasn't the same awards that everybody else does try to be a little bit unique about it but uh, yeah good season obviously we're you know re- excited for it, looking forward to next year, but yeah. I'm also excited a little bit for the off season to kind of yeah. have a break. And off season will be fun though. Play around with some plastic and also for our dealer's choices that we've got coming up because we've got some fun ideas and we're also, of course, keep you updated as to the movements and player movements in disc golf and yep. any other uh, news and drama as the sport's growing. There's news that's also growing with it too so yeah it's gonna be a good I'm, time. I'm excited to see where everyone ends up and to see how the teams shake out for next season for sure, sure. Yeah. okay well do we want to talk about the greatest and worst halloween candies yes yep so <laughs> halloween's coming up next week it'll be after our episode or it'll be before we record our next episode next week. So we just wanted to make our own list of kind of top five and bottom five items and candies that you find in your bag. So which ones are you trying to trade away? Which ones do you leave um, in your, in your pantry and which ones are you devouring right away? Even while you're walking around between houses. So do you want to go Us nineties kids? We grew up. Coming home, dumping out your candy, kind of sorting out what you got, and like trading with your siblings. Loved sorting and, it out. That was my favorite and thing. And trying ever. to like convince your siblings, hey, I'll give you two of this for one of those. Yeah. You know, and trying to make them seem, or I'll give you four of this for one of those, trying to make it seem like it was a big deal and really just trying to fleece them. So shout out yeah. to Bentley and Lexus because I fleeced you guys out of your good candy. So <laughs> always. Um, um let's, let's go bo- let's go bottom with... five okay um so Save the this best for last. Bottom five this is the this is the worst because there's a bunch of mid-tier candies that that are yeah. out there yeah, yeah, um, yeah i'm i'm gonna do mine in order from five to one one being the worst okay but i'm gonna give a, a quick shout out as an honorable mention to mike and ike's which i love mike and ike's Mm-hmm. But Halloween Mike and Ike's are terrible. Yeah, because okay. they're so hard, and they're you always get the the cherry ones, which are the worst. Yeah, so Mike and Ike's and hot tamales are my honorable mention because I and and also in the box of Mike and Ike's they only give you like three or four of them. I so know, it's like you're yeah, not even getting anything. sugar wax. Um, yeah. Uh, number five, I have a <clears throat> Smarties. Okay, not that I don't like Smarties. Yeah, but as just, a Halloween candy, it's, it's just not. Yeah, for sure, doesn't hit. It's like chalk. And then in a similar, yeah, in a similar vein, uh, number four I have is Tootsie Rolls. Okay. Because I always got too many Tootsie Rolls, 
And I'm like, I don't want Tootsie Rolls. I want the good stuff. Like, yeah, give me the good stuff. Uh, number three, I have Jolly Ranchers. <clears throat> Very mm. I always got a lot of them. And the only good Jolly Rancher flavors were blue raspberry and strawberry. And I didn't care the other ones. Yeah. And they also like broke my teeth half the time. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Number two, I have Almond Joys. Your bottom five is sounding like my top five, almost. I love Almond Joys. If you don't, you don't like coconut, but. I don't like coconut. And at the time as a kid, I didn't like almonds either. Because I was like, oh, almonds are gross. And so it's just like, that was kind of like a, I couldn't trade it within my family. Yeah. So, because nobody wanted it. So it was kind of like the useless candy that you just like donated to nothing or you threw it away and number one which should come as no surprise is candy corn Hmm. i feel like i've never actually gotten candy corn trick-or-treating it's always just i would always get spare candy corn so it was never like a package of them i would just always have candy corns in my bag and i don't know how they got there yeah Yeah. every time but they're the worst and i hate them i only see it in the fancy glass blown something bald like bowl yeah in the middle of my grandma's like table that's the only time i've ever seen it (laughs) i'm pretty sure my mom still has candy corn in the same little pumpkin that she's had that same candy corn since i was a little kid yeah yeah just just because it's decoration just uses the same candy corn for years and years and it's terrible yeah um all right, so my bottom five, and I I have a honorable mention. Um, so w- my honorable mention is milk duds, and uh, not that I don't like them. It's just you put one in your mouth, and it's just immediately makes immediately stuck, just stuck yes. in my t- my teeth, like can't get it. I out. love milk duds as well, but and then also in those Halloween packs, like they're always rock hard too. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's a good honorable mention, even yeah. though I like them. This one might be slightly controversial, but I've never really liked them. Was Milky Ways? What? Like, just throw peanuts okay. in there and be a Snickers, please. Like, I don't want caramel and chocolate. It's too soft. Like, I want some crunch in my in my snacks. Um, okay. In the right. same in the same vein, I have the Three Musketeers. Yes hate three musketeers like it is what, pointless sugar what are you supposed to taste like you're you're it's like it doesn't taste it, it's, do, it doesn't taste. it's a it's a chocolate marshmallow i guess but doesn't taste like chocolate i don't know it, so it's weak never never really like three musketeers these two yep i'm right there with you are a little bit of a cop-out but i've gotten them before in my halloween bag so i'm i'm putting them in here and it's raisins you get a box of raisins. Like, I don't want raisins. Disappointing. Even though yeah. I even though I liked them and I ate them, it was disappointing <sighs> because they have no trade value at all. Yeah. And then similar is pretzels. Like, I don't want yeah. I don't I don't yeah. want air, airplane pretzels isn't in my Halloween bag. Yeah. Yep. The tiny little golds pretzels yes. packs. Yep. Exactly. And then this one, I I wouldn't say this is like well, I would I have I never eat these, so I guess it's my least hated one, but Whoppers. Hmm. Just a a hard 
Malt ball. Malt ball of covered in chocolate like sounds terrible it it did nothing to me like i couldn't really bite into it i didn't want to suck on it to get the chocolate off and like make the malt softer like it was just not very fun to eat yeah i can understand that i i enjoyed whoppers and there was always one house that i knew had whoppers (laughs) so i would always and we would like spend like a half hour there visiting every halloween and we never visited them except for halloween yeah but they always had Whoppers. And so I would like eat like four or five packs of Whoppers while I was there. Mm-hmm. And then like the back of my throat would hurt by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, but that's good. Um, okay. Well, let's do our best. Mm-hmm. And I think we should go back and forth. Yeah. I like because it. Because guaranteed we have the same number one. But um, um on... possibly. Okay. Well, I think it's undisputed, and I will argue it, even though it's not even my favorite, but I think it's still the best Halloween candy. Um, honorable mention, I have Swedish Fish slash Skittles hmm. as an honorable mention. Yeah. Only because I didn't get them as often, but... Yeah, kind of a, ra- a rarity. So. I said Airheads, and I kind of liked all flavors. Yeah, honorable mention, Airheads. Just I traded Airheads a lot, because they have good trade value for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I wasn't like, the like, biggest fan of them. Yeah, I would have traded you for them for sure. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, we both would have been happy. So, mm-hmm. um, number five, I have as Milky Way. Okay, which you said you didn't like, but yeah. I love a nice soft caramel. I love yeah. caramel. It's like yeah. caramel and chocolate; they just go together, like peanut I, butter and jelly. To me, I think you know the Rolos. Love Rolos. I think that's a better like each of those things is a better like um but they're harder they're harder to open. Yes, they are, but it's a better That's why ra- Milky Ways are better. It's a better ratio of chocolate to caramel. Like yeah. I'm not getting the caramel like dripping down my mouth or sticking to my teeth. Like it's just good. Um uh, my number so 5 <laughs> is Tootsie Rolls. I like Tootsie Rolls. Really? Yes. Wow. And I like I like all Dude, like wait. But the I always got the like the flavored you get ones, the regular Tootsie Rolls, but then there's the flavored ones. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the what, flavored ones. Oh, why even were the flavors? There were they a have, couple of them. They, that have, were van- just they have vanilla, yucky. cherry, banana. They have everything. The cherry and the banana tasted like balls. They were so bad. I, lo- I like them. I like them. I like, you know, uh, the, the thick, like the, the orange one. The orange one was good. Yeah. You know, the thicker Tootsie Roll, just the regular one that says you're supposed to like cut it. I like that one. Yeah. Just I can just we, suck uh, on that. Put used it in to my walk corner. to school. Yep. Yeah. We used to walk to school in elementary school when it was cold in the morning and put them in our mouths and pretend they were cigars. Yeah. And blow out, you know, the cool air in you growing <laughs> up in the Northwest. You see, see your yeah. breath. Yeah. And we thought we were so cool. Pretend they were cigars. And then you get the long ones too. And those yep. ones were the long cigarettes. Um, the reason they were on my worst list was purely because i always had tootsie rolls into like mid to late november yeah you always get a lot of those like if someone buys tootsie rolls as their candy they give you like a handful handful. so like because they're trying to get rid of them you're getting 10 of them instead of just one or two like kid size or full-size candy bars so like yeah it's understandable 
Um, okay, my number four is like you already mentioned it earlier, uh, like a Milky Way, but throwing some peanuts and some nougat in there is Snickers. Snickers mm. always are good. They're yep. not ever like the top option, but it's always good. And I yeah. was never disappointed if I got Snickers. And they also held pretty good trade value. Yeah. Mine was Sour Patch Kids. And I could also say Sour Patch Watermelon. Sour Patch Watermelon is goaded, dude. Like, yeah. I've gotten it kind wasn't of, even on my list because I didn't get it as a kid. Yeah. I, I've gotten kind of like the watermelon are almost too sweet. Whereas like the Sour Patch Kids yeah. at least have a little bit of sourness to them now. Like they're good. Yeah. Like if that's thing, still, like if, if I have hard. something, if I have something sour, like I want something to make my my lips pucker just a little bit. I don't want to just be eating. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not eating sour patch sugar coated sugar. Sour. I'm eating sour patch kids for sour. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating sour patch watermelons because they taste perfect. Yeah, but... yeah. Um. Okay. My number three is Kit Kat. Ooh, I totally even forgot about that. The Kit Kat and Twix, I love so it. I love those too. Yeah. So forgot, the only reason Kit Kat's not higher is because occasionally you would get broken Kit Kats. Yeah. And one of the best parts of Kit Kat is the break. Getting that the break. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Your number three. Number three is hundred grand. I like them. Oh. They're a little bit of I, like an unknown. I love hundred grand. Yeah, they're good. They are they are underappreciated for like, sure. Hundred grand. That's all the crunch I'm asking for in caramel. You know what I'm saying? It's like a crunch the, bar mixed with the Milky Way. Yes, it's, it's so perfect. Good. It's really good. It's so. That's the good. only thing that a yeah, Milky Way needs to be better. Hundred grands are amazing. I didn't get into hundred grands until I was done with my trick or treating days. Yeah, for sure. So they weren't. They didn't come to my mind. This is mostly like my childhood. Like, yeah, what you remember? You stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. My number two is Twix. Yeah. Because just always Twix good. Are so good. Yeah. And they, they, good. they could they could fight for the number one spot in my personal life, but I think the number one spot for me is just what you're about to say at two, because I'm scared you're not gonna put it at number one. Yeah, it's not gonna be number one. It's Reese's Cup. Okay. Yep. Two is but, Reese's Cup. But but the Reese's pumpkins are even better at Halloween time. Yeah. And that's my number one. I think, Reese's cups. Yeah. I think to me, the design on the like Christmas tree is better than the pump than the pumpkin shape. There's sure, but we're talking about Halloween here, right? Oh, now. I know, I know, I know. I love, so I'm just I love saying, Reese's like, cup. Like, They're good. Like give me the give me the pumpkin over the regular Reese's yeah. in my trick or treat bag. Go happy. Me. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so what's your number one? Snickers. It's okay. it's always it's always been my number one candy. I've I've asked for it. I've gotten a bouquet of Snickers for a Valentine's Day before. I asked for it every I get it for Christmas. I get it all the time. It's part of one of my nicknames. So it's just like I love Snickers. It they're so good. Yeah, no, Snickers part of it is because it you're like eating. You feel like you're almost eating like a granola bar, or not a granola bar, like a like a protein bar or something kind of yes. vibes. Yes, yeah, because yeah. it just it gives you a lot. It's always it's good. Satisfying. Yeah, it's always I, good. Yeah, I remember in middle school, we used to have like 
a a little store that you could buy goodies and stuff. And yeah, yeah, the the teacher that was in charge ran it. Family friend, my dad co- my dad taught at this middle school, so like he's known me since I was born, basically. And he nice. used to put in the freezer a Twix and a Snickers, and I'd go get him for lunch and just get a nice frozen, so I could just like gnaw on it for a little bit and break it off. And oh my god, it was so good! So I spent a dollar almost every day just getting a, a Snick yeah. Snickers and a Twix. Yeah, trying to see if you have enough coins to make a dollar. And yep. Yeah. Go buy some candy with it. Totally. Yeah. Right there with you. So. Uh, shout out to White Chocolate Kit Kats, mm-hmm. yeah. which were pretty great, but not deserving to make the list. But shout out to them because yeah. I want to give them a shout out. Yeah. And uh, I, I think Airheads is a great pick as well. Like, yeah. That's one that I didn't even think of. And it wouldn't have made my top five, but no, it's is there. Airheads had so much trade value. Yeah, I also think, and we gave out Airheads a lot, and like the orange when they came out, the orange flavored Airheads, those ones were so good. Yeah, I really liked um, peanut M and M's. I loved those. I didn't really like regular M and M's. So like yeah, regular M Ms, those kind of like even now, a, a regular M and M's. Yeah, but the peanut ones fire peanut ones are good peanut butter are great and yeah. my favorite m&ms actually are the pretzel m&ms they're so yeah. good dude i don't even think i've tried those i just i found the peanut ones and i'm like that's all i need oh go with the pretzel so you pop the pretzel it's like a little tiny pretzel ball and you pop it yeah and so you get like the salty savory it's more salty so more yeah. savory than the yeah, peanut yeah. ones it sounds good it's a good combo it's yeah. a good time. So well let us know your top five best or worst Halloween candies in the comments. Yeah. And tell us where we're wrong. You know, we love we love yeah. it when you tell us that you're right and we're wrong. Um really puts us in our place and we appreciate it. So thank you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. Um wrapping do it you up have a little bit. Do a choice for us or should no. we jump to in the bag? In the bag. In the bag stuff. For sure. Okay. Which well, I guess I don't really have I, much to talk about, I'm but in, I'm in flux. So what do you have that's in the bag? I have nothing new. Um, Your bag was was kind of revamped last week. A little bit with the mids. Um, I'm I'm gonna do a a big bigger overhaul this this winter. Um, really dial in. I'm gonna get two recos to see if I want to go with those or the peers for putting. Um, but whichever those two kind of win, I'm going to commit to sticking with those for the entire year. Hopefully, obviously everything will change. Um, but that's like my goal is to stick with one putter for the entire year. Um, but I'm just going to go out, throw a bunch of Frisbees and, um, try new things, but I got to play, at a really fun course and i brought five discs and i was throwing the mockingbird just like everywhere it felt it was so fun to throw and carve lines with so i'm really i really like that disc and i think it's a good neutral understable disc so like what i mean by that is like i can put it on a steeper uh, like hyzer angle and it'll flip up but then still finish 
or I can throw it flat to get slight turnover, or I can throw it on high turnovers and it's going to kind of hold that the whole time. Like, yeah, I, I, it's very maneuverable and it's not like just a straight roller disc turnover and it's not just turning over the whole time. Um, I can really manipulate the angles I throw with it and get different shots out of it. So I enjoyed that one. I also think that would be a very good disc to bring for like a four or five disc bag. Yes. Because it can do so much. Because you can throw it so far. You can Mm -hmm. do a lot with it. Yep. And you can essentially save yourself so you could bring a putter approach mid and that. And then like an overstable fairway. Yep. And you don't need a distance driver at that point. Yeah. That's kind of, I did. So I brought, um, I, I brought all orange discs or red and I had, I brought a judge cause my Lone Star discs were putters were at my in-laws, but I brought a judge harpoon mockingbird, the, Oh, what's that? Uh, Charlie mad cat and a curl, but I didn't even end up throwing the curl. So I just threw the Mockingbird and the Mad Cat, and they're perfect. Just like one's slightly this way, and then one's slightly this way. And if I needed to go straight, I could force them to. So it was good. It was good. Well, for me and my back, I've done a little bit of field work the last couple of days after work uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, and I warmed up with them today. But I threw neutral mid ranges. So I brought. My my couple dunes. I brought a fuse, which I haven't thrown the fuse in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought my core, which is oh yeah yeah, yeah. A five. It's a five and a half speed. It's yeah, like a faster. That's lat, that's lat two sixty four, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, it's an old gold line core that I died when I first got into disc golf. Yeah, very fun. Uh, and then the I found a Halo Mako three. Yeah, And so I was doing some work with those yesterday, just kind of focusing on if I throw it flat, keeping like giving it height because I throw low a lot of times. So mm-hmm. I want to give it height, but also try to keep it nose down so it could get its actual flight. Uh, and then I threw slight hyzers and they held the hyzer the whole way. And I threw slight anhyzers and it was just it was just fun to throw neutral discs and have that have my angle be what manipulated the flight. Yeah. Instead of focusing on the disc, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So that was yesterday. And then today I threw 10 or 11 11. Yep. 11 right next to each other. Yeah. Um, and so that was fun. I only got to throw them down and back part yeah. of, partly because I had 11 of them. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it, it felt good to throw a disc that I've thrown for so long and just having that back in in my hand and figuring out which ones I kind of want to play with. And, but I, I want, I'm working on, uh, and we'll, we'll do this segment here in a couple of weeks as a, as a dealer's choice. Um, but one of the things that I'm working on, um, I wanted to be able to have the same disc and throw it, try oh, to throw cool. it the same way and get the same flight. So, because I have 11 escapes, wait. Yeah. You probably, yeah. You might have more somewhere. Uh, yeah. No, I think I just just have the eleven, which is a nice. lot. Yeah, uh, I just got a new one at the my last tournament I played. It was in the player pack, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was fun, and they're they're good, sl- like pretty neutral flyers. Like, yeah, you can get runs that are gonna 
turn more, just go straighter and fade more. Um, like I've got a couple runs that they don't turn really at all, but they also don't really fade much. Yeah. And I've got runs that do turn and do fade and ones that kind of turn and don't fade as much. So I don't know. It's, it's the same hand feel and trying to just throw the same way multiple times. So it was a good yeah. time. Nice. I'm going to keep working on it. Good. Good. Anything you're looking forward to this upcoming week, weekend on the horizon? Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to play disc golf this weekend, but I am looking forward to the Chiefs Broncos game. Is it in Denver? Here in Mile here in Mile High. Yep. Nice. Are you going so to it out or to my, no? Shout out to my boy. Yep, he uh his stepdad has season tickets and he offered those tickets to matt at the beginning of the season and matt said hey i might uh have those tickets and i'm like um please don't nice. tease me and hint that you're gonna actually take me yeah and so we're going to the game this weekend heck so yeah I'm really pumped it's my first time going to a broncos game but it'll be yeah. the second chiefs game awesome awesome maybe taylor will be there you know uh if she is then travis better watch out Karma is your boyfriend. All righty. Uh, what are you What are you looking forward to? Um, I don't think I have any disc golf going on. Um, I might, I'll probably putt here and there, but we have kind of Halloween pumpkin part, pumpkin carving, um, yep. trunk or treat on Saturday, and then Sunday I think I'll be going oh, down trunk to treat. trunk or treat's the best, man. Yeah, it just makes sense. It's so good. Less walking, it's, it's more candy. Kids, yeah, more candy. It's yeah. not late at night. Like and then, I don't need to be out there late. So, yeah, it's awesome. We yeah, drunk or treat as well. So my daughters yeah. will be ghosts this year. Nice. What's well, all we gonna be? We're going. He's gonna be Sully. My wife is going to be Boo, and I'm gonna be Mike Wazowski. <laughs> so that's good. So you're gonna buzz the head then for that. Oh yeah, I'll buzz the head. I'll shave this. I'll probably even shave my legs and like try painting them green, um, and just like tuck my underwear up into my under my shirt because I think she got me a Mike Wazowski shirt. So I think it'd be funny just try to make yourself as yeah round and stout as possible. Yeah, stuff a pillow in, under there or something, or just eat That's a lot of, eat a lot of candy before Saturday. So. That's funny. We'll you go follow know. the left-hand backhand podcast on Instagram, and we'll have Mike post that picture this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So, everyone, thank you for listening, tuning in. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share with all your friends. Um, that's kind of the end of the official Disc Golf Pro Tour content. Um, we'll still be talking about disc golf um, in the off season, but we'll get a little crazy with it and uh it's always a fun off season following player movement changes and manufacturer new releases everything so thank you guys for listening and let's let's out <laughs>